Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 106 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and as always, I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm tired. You're tired. We're all tired, trying to get caffeinated for this. Um, yeah, it, it's been a week. I don't really remember much of this week. It was kind of just a blur. Nothing oh, dude, really... You've been saying that for the past few episodes. I remember this week very vividly, very fondly. This is not a week I'll be forgetting anytime soon. Good. That's good for you. What, what made your week so fantastic? Uh, a number of things, actually. Uh, the first of which that I want to talk about, just following up last week's conversation about securing a PlayStation 5 for my boss. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of talked to figure out a place that we was kind of like equal distance between the two of us, our houses. So we met kind of in a Starbucks parking lot and uh, wearing masks, of course, uh, trying to socially distance as best we could. And her son hadn't didn't really know what the gift was she was oh, just kind of teasing him all week that you have a surprise on thursday and so we meet up i get out of the car and i was like how do you want to do this because i didn't like when i was driving over i'm like oh you know what i should have wrapped it you yeah. know in like a christmas wrapping paper uh, and i didn't so it was just kind of like all right well we just have this, this gargantuan playstation 5 box and uh well actually let me take a step back so that morning because I was, I hadn't got a confirmation email from Best Buy that it was ready for pickup. Okay. It just said, we're preparing your order for Thursday pickup. But, you know, you still have a fear that they're going to say, sorry, because of shipment issues, like it either didn't make it yet or your order's been canceled because of whatever reason. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, I just blocked off some time in the morning. As soon as Best Buy opened, I rushed over there, went into Best Buy. I went up to the front desk because I... I wanted to surprise her with a few select games, kind of mm-hmm. rusty starter pack, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I went up to the front desk and I just saw like a wall of PlayStation 5s. It's pretty cool. Nice. And I just said, hey, my name is Rusty. I bought the PS5. I just want to make sure that I've my order's secure before I go into the store and start buying games. And she's like, yeah, you already paid for it. You're good. It's right here. I'm not going to let anyone take it. (laughs) I said, thank you. And I went to the, um, and I was actually surprised how well stocked Best Buy was. Really? Maybe because no one's going into the store, which is probably well advised. They're they're probably just holding them for pre-orders, like online sales. Because I think that's the only place you can buy them. Yeah, a lot of it is just kind of like curbside pickup when you order certain games. And so they had a well, uh, a great selection of PlayStation 5 games and PlayStation 4 games. And I didn't really know... What I wanted to get him, you know, I, I made a list of, you know, Rusty's game recommendations. But as I was perusing the store, there were three games that I ended up going with. Two of them were kind of not guilty pleasures, but they were kind of like the Rusty Essential games. Okay. Just and, really violent shit. Exactly. Just like The Last of Us, uh, Doom Eternal. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say Gears, but that's Xbox. But I mean, he's like seven years old. So they yeah. needed to be somewhat so kid GTA, friendly. obviously. Yep, Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, no, so I ended up getting Spyro the Reignited Trilogy. Okay, good one. New Super Lucky Stale. Harmless, yeah. And then I wanted to get one more. I figured, you know, he's seven years old. All of his buddies are probably playing Fortnite, Call of Duty, and Minecraft right now. Yes. But I wanted to get something a little bit different than that. Because I figured she probably ordered games in anticipation of picking it up today, too. Yeah. And I doubt Lucky's Tale was part of and that. And I doubt order. Lucky's <laughs> yeah. Tale was part of that. So I said, okay, well, um, I went into the kind of the bargain bin, uh, PlayStation hits or whatever they call them, and I grabbed... Uh, Lego's Marvel Avengers. Oh, cool. You, you can't, you know, beat the Lego games. Yeah. Those are great fun, and you can play them co-op with, a, you know, a friend, and, and they ended up picking up a second controller. So anyways, flash forward back to the meetup. Um, I hand the PlayStation 5 to her. She opens the car door. He's sitting in the back seat, and he's just completely wide-eyed, like, blown away, he's, and he's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Nintendo kid. And she's like, do you know what it is? And he's like, No. <laughs> like he didn't even know what it was and uh so i can't even read what it says on the box and so she of course said it's a playstation 5 buddy you got a playstation 5 and he was super excited and you know her her husband was in the front seat he was excited and um it was just kind of this big old 
party of excitement, yeah. you know? Uh, just seeing his face, though, just brought me so much joy because I was about his age when I got my Game Boy Color. Yeah. You know, which was kind of the first system that I could call my own. I got a, po- a copy of Pokemon Red. My sister, of course, got the Strawberry Kiwi Game Boy Color with Pokemon Blue. And it was like the greatest moment of my life to that point. You know, I'll never forget getting that. And then the following Christmas, getting my N64 with a lot of the N64 essentials, you know, like those memories are ingrained in my brain. Yeah. And now this kid has a memory in the COVID pandemic of meeting up in a Starbucks parking lot and getting a PlayStation 5. <laughs> a shady deal with. <laughs> like, how crazy is that? And so um, she, of course, paid me. And then I was like, oh, wait, before we go, there is one more thing. And she kind of looked at me like, Rusty. Stop. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you already got us the PlayStation 5. And I said, listen, I couldn't help myself. So I pulled out the three games in the bag and I gave it to her. And I said, hey, there's a gift receipt in there. If you ordered any of these or you guys don't want them, go exchange them for whatever else you want. But this yeah. is kind of like my last little uh, gift to you. No take backs. This is, you know, you have, you have to do this. And so she gave him the bag and said, well, why don't you see what's in there? And so he opens him up and he's, again, just all wide eyed and freaking out. And then her husband was just like, you seriously just made his day. Thank you so much. And I heard the kid under his breath say, he just made my life. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just Uh, a cool moment, man. I was really happy that, you know, I could just extend some 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 love out there because, you know, everyone can use a a smile right now. Yeah. It's crazy to think his first system is a PS5. Like a, a fucking like. You look at the graphics for Game Boy Color versus, like, Spider-Man or something. That's where we are, though, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, my my first 3D platformer was probably Super Mario 64 or Banjo-Kazooie. His is Astro's Playroom. Yeah. How freaking awesome is that? That's very nice. Or Spyro or New Super Lucky's Tale. He's not going to get any of the references. <laughs> but He's not, yeah. but, yeah, it's still so special that, you know... Kids nowadays, even adults, if you're picking up video games for the first time, it's just, ah, uh, oh man, it just brings me so much joy. And you said they were enjoying it, right? Yesterday. Yeah, so she, uh, of course, we'll get into it. You and I, you came over, we were watching Fast uh, Fast and the Furious 5, and uh, she texted me, and it was probably about 3 o'clock in the afternoon at this point, yeah. and she was like, we literally just played Minecraft all day. I don't Can Do you split screen Minecraft or do you think he was playing it by himself? I assume they were swapping the controller, building okay. stuff, and just kind of experimenting. Very nice. Yeah, but it just, getting that text from her the following day, she sent me a picture that evening of him playing Astro's Playroom, and just his smile, man, was just beaming ear to ear. Oh, I'm sure. It was so cool. So, um, yeah. Glad I was able to get them one, and I'm glad they are enjoying it. Very nice. But um, that was definitely the highlight to my week. And Ryan, before, you said you don't remember any of your week, right? My, I mean, it's pretty much the same as last week. I mean, it's starting to become spring a little bit more i'm yeah. glad it's not frigid and the snow's pretty much gone mm-hmm. i can finally open my windows and be happy <sighs> yeah dude like oh my letting gosh. my like i dropped off nala at the parents yesterday and opening the windows and having her stick her head out mm-hmm. it's nice to be in that part of the year i feel so good and i completely agree um one final thing i'll talk about and then i'll get into the packed agenda that we have for today's episode yeah. but uh you know yesterday you and i were just chilling lauren went over to the parents to to just see them and um, see your dog because you would drop the dog off at your parents' house. And uh, we were chilling with Scoo, watching Fast Five, having a good time. And then Lauren came home and said, were you guys burning a candle or something? And I was like, yeah, I had a candle going. Why? What's 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 up? She's like, it smells oh, really... Oh, so that's why she asked. It smells really weird in the house. And I said, is it man staying? I mean, we're just two bros That means your chilling. dog's leaking. <laughs> yeah, Scooby's got some fluids coming. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. He's just having some some issues right now. And uh, I was like, I don't know what's going on. So anyways, uh, my dad is actually out of town right now. Yeah. And he had two packages delivered to his house. So he said, Rusty, would you mind stopping over there, putting the packages in the house? And I said, mm-hmm. sure. So I bust over there and I'm on my way home. And I walk into the house and I said, Lauren, it smells like gas in here, like natural gas. Mm-hmm. And she's like, right? She's like, and I feel like flushed and kind of lightheaded. And yeah. I'm like, all right we need to do something about this. You know, it's like, we can't just open up the windows. Like we need to take action. She's like, well, do you think we should call the non-emergency fire department number? And Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I think that's the first step here. And I went downstairs in the basement. I went upstairs in the house or upstairs in the second floor. Like I went into each room to see if it was kind of pervasive across the entire house and not just 
isolated to the living room. And it was very evident that it was everywhere. Okay. And so that caused was cause for concern. So she called the emergency fire or the non-emergency fire department number. They said, get everyone out of the house immediately and call 911. We're sending out a dispatch now. Oh, shit. So we were like, <laughs> it was like a crazy moment as a yeah. homeowner because it's like, I don't think I've ever called 911, you know? Um, yeah, not too, like, I don't think I really have either. I mean, when we got hit by the drunk driver, we called them to report. And I think I reported someone, like, hitting someone in a car. Mm. Like, there was, like, this mom just beating the shit out of a kid. Nice. Like, on the highway. That's not but, healthy. <laughs> but I, I don't think I've ever called them, like, hey, my house is burning down. I think I accidentally called the fire department. Yeah. So, but. anyways, we get outside, Scooby, and we're, all three of us are just chilling out there. Lauren, uh, myself, and Scoob. And, uh... She calls 911, reports the same issue, walks them through the things that we were smelling, and then we just hear the sirens start going. Oh, and then no. with, within five minutes, four fire trucks show up <laughs> in a cul-de-sac. That seems like overkill. It does. I don't understand why they need to send four fire trucks, but the two firemen walk down the street. They asked what was going on. I explained what we were what we were smelling. They walked into the house. They performed a number of tests to see if there were any CO2 levels uh, or any traces of CO2, yep. things of that nature. And they just said, listen, all levels are zero. You're all good. And Laura and I were so apologetic because yeah. you, you send like four, four trucks four trucks, and those things are loaded. The with, neighborhood better be on fire, like the entire neighborhood. Yeah. And so, trucks. of course, you know, all of the neighbors are coming out and seeing what's going on. And we were just super apologetic and saying, like, listen, we didn't mean for you guys to all come out here, especially if it was uh, a false alarm. Yeah. Uh, but they were just like, listen, no, you have to be more safe than sorry. It's all good. And good. Um, they just suggested, you know, you might want to have someone come out and clean out your HVACs because those vents are pretty dusty and stuff like that. So so I think the parents have a monoxide detector. We have two of them in our house. Okay. Yeah, that was one of the early homeowner things that we figured out because... I think there was another time where we thought we we sensed something and I yeah. called my dad and I'm like, dad, I might die. And then he's <laughs> like, Rusty, go to Sam's Club or Home Depot, buy a couple of these, you know, yeah. uh, monoxide readers or whatever. It'll it'll go off. Like the alarm will go off if it senses anything. Yeah, because natural gas and like monoxide poisoning are just terrifying. You just don't wake up. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a silent killer. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we just wanted to make sure we covered our bases, and uh, we did, and thankfully, there were no gas leaks. That's good. And after that, man, we opened up all the windows, we threw on Joshua Tree Record, and uh, just listened to, you know, Where the Streets Have No Name, and it was Very good evening. Nice. So. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, so your neighbors all were like, so uh, you're new to the neighborhood, and you're starting issues. Well, our next-door neighbor, um, they actually moved into their house just a few months prior to us. The Corvette guy? Yeah, and they're really down to earth super nice sam he came over and was just like hey man is everything okay what's going on he's like i'm sure it's nothing and um but but yeah thankfully it was a false alarm yeah. and uh the rest of the the neighborhood kind of just like peeked their head down like what's going on <laughs> but no one else i mean again we're in the middle of a pandemic so it's not like people were coming up to our door knocking and and seeing if they could help or anything which Obviously, like I, I expected that. Yeah, um, but especially were, with four fire trucks, you have enough people in here. <laughs> yeah, people were definitely concerned, and in, in, uh, rightfully so. But thankfully, all is I'm well. I'm surprised in the world. they rolled in with sirens blaring. You know, I was hoping they wouldn't because we call it wasn't like there was an active fire. Yeah, it was more just concerned that there was maybe uh, there wasn't a lot going on, so they sent four. Like, hey, do you want to just take out the trucks for a spin? Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't were know they what, in like full gear? Yeah, dude, this guy, like, literally had the giant boots. He came up to our house with a fucking sledgehammer and an axe. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, they were ready to go. You got the squ- the SWAT team rolls up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the guys actually looked like Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he's in all the Adam Sandler's movies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. You get meet actors, fire <laughs> people. Uh, but no, it, it definitely was not, uh, it was a freaky night for sure. Yeah. Definitely not the way. you texted me and you're like, hey, so we might die essentially. That, that, the most dramatic fashion. Like, yeah. we're going to suffocate soon. <laughs> so. We didn't though. All is well. And, uh, played some good games last night, Ryan. But we, again, 15 minutes into the show. This is the Otaku Brothers podcast. We often talk about video games. We also talk about our lives and, uh, whatever else we actually want to talk about. Nice. A whole bunch of fun stuff comes up on this, this podcast. But Ryan, we have, and why my week was so great is because there was not only a PlayStation State of Play. There was another one. There was a Pokemon anniversary celebration stream on Friday morning 
where we got some amazing news that we're going to be getting into. Which one were you happier about? Which one did you come out? You're more overjoyed. Pokemon. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, there wasn't anything earth shattering in the state of play. It was more just like, hey, this is what's going down. These are the games that have been in development. These are when you can expect them. And uh, we'll get into it. But yeah, I think for sure Pokemon was more surprising for me. Yeah, I'd have to say the same. Yeah, but um, but before we get into all that, Ryan, and we'll get into the games that we've been playing recently and all that fun stuff too, as we typically do on Otaku Brothers. Three really fun things with the Otaku Brothers community coming out real soon. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have. So we... You okay? <laughs> Sorry. I was just like burping and confused. <laughs> Let's edit this shit out. No, man. We're just... It's raw and real Help here. Help me, man. It's okay. Take a sip of coffee. Relax. Take a I deep breath. I think that's breath. my issue is I've had too much coffee. Well, just just take it easy, man. I had a cup of coffee here and three poison juices. So that's too much that's caffeine. That's like, yeah, six cups of coffee. Anyways, the first announcement, we kind of teased it on the last episode, I believe, and in the Discord, which if you're not in the Discord and you are listening to this podcast, please, for all that is good and well in the world, click that link in the show notes. Join our Discord where we're always having fun discussions and we're having game nights. So this Friday, March 5th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, we're going to be playing Halo 3. So whether you have it on Xbox One, Series X, PC, the Master Chief Collection, we are going to get into a private server, play some Slayer, play some Oddball, whatever other modes we want to get into. But the unique thing about this is that we're also going to be mic'd up chatting it up while we're playing this game we've already done it once it was a heck of a fun time it was a lot of fun with a number of the folks in the community so if you're not in the discord please hop in there i'll be posting more reminders throughout the week this friday march 5th at 8 p.m eastern standard time we will be playing more halo 3 and it's going to be really good times yeah it will be two other things we got coming in the pipeline here you know josh friend of the show uh, frantic frantic society on twitter he and i record the box office bliss podcast together he was telling me that other uh friends out there on, on the podcasting network polykill and mm-hmm. their discord they'll have watch parties through mm-hmm. discord you can actually use a feature where you stream uh something or you share your screen you stream it to the people in your discord and you can actually watch a movie together we'll, all, cool. we'll all mute our mics and we'll just chat through the text feature Mm-hmm. while the movie's playing. And I thought, what better movie to watch with our community, Ryan? I don't know if you're well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but 20 years ago, 2001, in December, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, directed by this, uh, I think his name was Peter Jackson. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he directed a movie called Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, based on, of course, Tolkien's books. Star Wars. Yeah, we're going to watch The Fellowship of the Ring, my birthday weekend. I'll be turning 28, actually March 22nd, but March 20th, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to have a community watch party of my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, mine as well. So please consider joining us. All right. I'll have more details once I actually figure out how to make this happen uh, in the coming weeks. We put it on the Discord. If you want to watch one of my favorite movies of all time, if you want to help celebrate my birthday and do me the courtesy of joining us and watching that movie, please consider doing so. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. It's going to be so much fun. Lauren's going to be here. Her and I are going to be sitting side by side, probably drinking some nice beverages, eating some fun snacks. We're going to make an event out of it. Yeah. We will have to uh, make that a regular thing, depending on how that goes. I would love to do it once a month. Every Lord of the Rings... Every Star Wars. Seriously. That would be we, we a ton have, of fun. We have a, a person in our Discord. His name is Ethan. I work He's I work with him. He's never hey, seen Ethan. Star Wars. How? Sean. Like, I work with him too. He's never seen Lord of the Rings. He's never seen Star Wars. I don't think he's ever seen a movie. How uncultured. <laughs> <laughs> like, how? Uh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have to... That, this is that blows a, my mind. This is an educational program, all right? Yeah. We're going to start watching the good stuff. All right, yeah, be there. Together, as a community. Sean, I, Ethan, Noland. I, seriously, I mean, my gosh, people. Uh, it's going to be really good times. I'm looking forward to making this more of a regular thing. Again, when Ryan, Ryan and I started this show, we wanted it to be community-focused, 
but we have to practice what we preach, and what better way to do that than playing games together and watching movies together? Yeah. So that's in the pipeline. And then the final thing. Last year, Ryan and I already had something prepped, but I think we were all trying to come to grips with the reality of the pandemic last March that we didn't follow through with it. This year, we are. Two, three years ago at this point, I think, you'll recall if you're a longtime listener of Otaku Brothers, Ryan and I put together a March Madness bracket with kind of uh, debating games over the course of several generations. Yeah. I don't remember all the different naming conventions for the four quadrants, but it was kind of like the games of our youth, the start of a new millennium, the current generation. And Ryan and I, over the course of, I think two to two three episodes. Two to three episodes. It was two. I'm not was, here to argue, man. Yeah, no, it was, it was fucking two. All right. Because it was like three hours per episode. Do you remember that? I remember, dude. Episode 33 we and 34. We lost our ability to talk <laughs> like halfway through. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, I mean, that honestly spawns some of the most memorable moments of Otaku Brothers. Yeah. Super Bros. Like, that came from the Bracket Challenge. Yeah, we were so loopy by the last, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> and so this year, Ryan and I are coming back with the bracket challenge, taking a different approach. So instead of battling it out and arguing about, is this game better than that game, we are going to be arguing characters from four different companies. So the quadrants are going to be Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, and Square Enix. Yeah. And so we're having 16 characters for each quadrant, Total of 64 characters, D&D style, Ryan and I are going to off the cuff battle it out and see, you know, who would win in a battle? Mario versus Aloy, Ratchet versus Master Chief. It's going to be good times. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Of course, as we did last time, I'll be, I'm constructing the bracket pretty much as we speak now. I'm hoping to have it finished here in the next few days. By next Saturday, it'll be out live on the interweb, so all of you can fill out the bracket yourself. Yeah. Deadliest warrior. And exactly. Pikachu and then, versus Mario. <laughs> absolutely. And so as Ryan and I battle it out and talk through that over the course of however many episodes it takes, probably two is yeah, what we're shooting two. for. Uh, they'll probably be like three and a half hours each. Yeah. <laughs> we signed up for this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we would love to have all of your feedback as well. So whether you send us your filled out brackets on Discord, you send it to our Gmail, otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. From you, We want this to be super interactive. We don't want this to just be Ryan and I uh, talking at you with our decisions. We yeah. want to hear why you disagree with why. Tell us why we're wrong. Character X, <laughs> Y, and Z should have been the uh, the sole survivor, if you will. Because be this isn't time. this isn't like you know Super Smash Brothers style. This is like fighting to the death characters. Yeah, we'll lay out battles. like a terrain. We'll pick their weapons. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope all of you are looking forward to these uh, these three big events. These are fun things. Ryan and I want to make this community better, and uh, we all want to strive to be better. And I think we can do it. Uh, we can start by watching Fellowship of the Ring together. Yeah, that's like a bottom level commitment or, i mean that's kind of a prerequisite yeah, you, to even being here we should really like screen people who come in have you seen lord of the rings yes or no have you played ukulele that, that's probably further down the list lord <laughs> of the rings and star wars probably maybe harry potter as well but yeah. um twilight bloodborne yes mm-hmm. but uh how many I, shiny pokemon does each person have to that matters because yeah. that's really ranks how much I like you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. lots you're of good... pretty low on my list because you don't have any shinies. No, I have a couple. Do you? Yeah. Okay, you're moving up. <laughs> <laughs> lots of fun things on the horizon, so lots to definitely look forward to in the Otaku Brothers community. And speaking of things to look forward to, Ryan, we got the PlayStation State to Play to talk about. Let's kick that off first, and then we'll get into the Pokemon news. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. So, we don't need to go down the entire list. I think there's a lot of stuff that they showed during the state of play that we somewhat expected. You know, we got some Returnal gameplay. I think that's coming out in May. Uh, we got more Five Nights at Freddy's. I think we saw that, uh, gosh, probably last fall when they had the Future of Gaming I don't stream. remember seeing anything about that. Yeah, it was originally teased a couple months back, I think, but um, yeah, excited for Five Nights at Freddy fans. 
Knockout City looked like some weird dodgeball brawl type of game. Yeah. Those types of things didn't really excite me, but there were some select trailers that got me pretty amped up. I think Returnals was actually one of the ones that I was really excited about. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it looks dark. I think it's a roguelike where you're fighting these just crazy looking beasts. It looks like it'd be a ton of fun. I don't know about roguelike, but it's definitely a third person, you know, shooter. Well, I think you like wake up from your dream and then have to like search the map. So kind of roguelike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like story roguelike. Mm-hmm. It looks really interesting, kind of almost reminiscent of the Live, Die, Repeat movie with Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. Yeah, Like I kind think you're of. kind of repeating situations. Like those squid looking things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that looks really good. I don't know if that's something I'm going to buy day one, but that seems like a great like Black Friday purchase yeah. towards no, the end I'd, of the year. I'd agree. Pick that up for $39.99 or something like that. But uh, yeah, that definitely looks like an impressive game. One that kind of surprised me, I didn't anticipate, and it's probably something I could pick up, see myself picking up on a weekend uh, purchase, you know, maybe play with uh, a friend or two, Sifu. Yeah, this the is, beat-em-up kind of ninja guy. Yeah, it's like a little kung fu beat-em-up game, kind of reminiscent of the old-school arcade games that yeah. you play back in the it day. It reminded me of the, like, Dare. I don't know if you watched Daredevil on Netflix, but there was a few hallway scenes, and that's kind of how it started out, was beating up people in a hallway. You just beat the heck out of people. I mean, that's a fun kind of afternoon, weekend podcast game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Sifu, I mean, if that game comes out for, I don't know, fourteen ninety nine, like, I, there's no way I'm paying $70 for something like no, that. No, no. But... Uh, for a budget kind of indie-like title, I think that that's definitely going to be a good time. And uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, any interest in this? No, I didn't even have it on my list. Yeah, I don't have any affinity for the Oddworld character, uh, Munch's oh, Odyssey. Oh, those are the, like, the weird taped mouth guys. And- yeah, it's a series that kind of dates back, I think, to the PlayStation 1, uh, I think the original Xbox, but it's never a series I got into. But I- I'm glad that they're kind of revitalizing the series. I think a lot of people are pretty excited about it. Yeah, I, I can't tell. Do you recruit? So you never played them, right? No, and I, I'm going to completely speak out of ignorance here because I don't really, I've never played them, but I thought they were more 3D platformer based. Yeah. And this seems more 2D platformer. I think he described it as like 2.9. So it's 2.5, you mean? Sure. Like in between. But yeah, it's like Kirby Crystal Shards on the 64. Yeah, I just don't understand. It looks like a platformer, but I don't know if you, like where you get all the extra little friends that like die along the way it just doesn't seem like my type of game plus the like the main character is just ugly as fuck so (laughs) i'm not a fan well that was kind of the barrier to entry for me for the earlier games i think if i'm not mistaken i actually sometimes i'll just go on the psn store and prior to them stripping the wish list feature on the web app i would add a bunch of stuff to my wish list and i think i saw that game years ago for like three bucks like one of the hd versions of one of the original games and i may have purchased it at some point but again i never never played it okay so happy for fans of the series but doesn't really uh do much for me a couple things here though that really excite me i would say this is kind of like the the trio of announcements that didn't blow my socks off but definitely got me really excited okay you have a few uh kina bridge of spirits i kept saying Kana. Yeah, we've both been saying Kana. Ever since it's been announced, my gosh, was that a trailer? Yeah, I mean that it looks beautiful. I'm I'm glad we finally got a release date. It's August, some mm-hmm. I think late August. Um Yeah, no, I'm I'm super hyped. I think that was our most anticipated game for this year, right? Yeah, I mean graphically it looks absolutely stunning. I love the combat system looks to be kind of it almost looks like it borrows a lot from Horizon. Yeah. And almost Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild where you jump up and have a bow and arrow, but then you're whacking them with your stick that looked more reminiscent of something like uh, Horizon Yeah, and it also looks like it could be a dark game. Like Mm -hmm. it had some, I think there was a woman who got swallowed by like the ground and became a demon or whatever in the trailer. It does have some kind of fairy tale Brothers Grimm type themes to it seemingly. Okay. And also like, you know, you have those little rot characters, those cute little fuzzy little dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that almost seems to be some type of Pikmin mechanic there. There was definitely some subtle uh, hints that there's going to be, you're going to use them for puzzle solving. Yeah. So I hope there's not a ton of that. I hope they're more used for combat and maybe fetching items or, you know, pulling levers or whatever. Yeah. I hope it's not like a puzzle platformer. I hope it is more 3D adventure platformer. Yeah. And it also looks like you could potentially change your outfit 
which matters to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped for that one. Yeah, you know, I think they originally said that it was coming out Q1 around March time frame, and there was some speculation that it might have been a March PlayStation Plus game. But you know what? A game like that, considering we haven't heard any rumblings of development and how it was going for months since it was originally teased, I fully anticipated that game was going to get punted to summer or beyond, which is perfectly fine by me. I mean, that game, take as long as you need. Yeah. My girl Kena, Kena, and all the little rock <laughs> friends can come to the PlayStation 5 whenever they're ready. Yeah, I was expecting it to be like late this year, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really happy with the summer release. Yeah, the folks at Ember Lab are, are definitely cooking something real special, and I just can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, me too. Um, the next one I have on my list is Solar Ash. Oh, my word. And this is what I think is perfectly up your alley. It's a 3D platformer, which it, all I have to do is say 3D platformer, and I feel like you just start drooling. Oh, yeah, every um, time. And it looks fast-paced. It kind of looks like that one shooter game that you got. Mirror's uh, Edge. Is it Mirror's Edge? No, it's the where you're running with a bow. I think it starts with an R. Oh, that was also an Annapurna interactive game, I believe. The Pathless. Yeah, Pathless. Um, it, it's really got those vibes, but it, it. I don't know. I like the style of the character. Yeah, I mean, the combat seems super fluid and fast. It just has a frenetic pace to it that... You don't see in a lot of games these days, especially 3D platformers. It it always is kind of um, a little bit slower. And this, I mean, you're like rollerblading around the world. No, it looks like a ton of fun. Um, I just, it looks beautiful. Oh, stunning. I I love these indie games that are taking, or like a stylized approach. Yeah, and I never played the previous game, Hyperlight Drifter. I've heard really good things, but uh, maybe it's worth playing prior to jumping into something like Solar Ash. Yeah, I'll definitely have to take a look at that. Yeah, but 3D platformer, that's all you need to say. And uh, when you create a world like that and the pacing just seems so swift, fun, and fluid. Yeah, oh, man. the boss battle in the trailer looks really cool. Yeah, that almost looked like something out of Shadow of the Colossus. That or it looks like the dragon in um, the new Zelda. Mm-hmm. There's like three dragons that you can fight. Um, you never what? got that far. Yeah. Oh, in Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Okay, yeah. So. We don't talk about that game here. Yeah, especially because you haven't played it and it's a masterpiece. Well, maybe someday. Maybe someday. The next game, though, Ryan. Yes. Deathloop. Deathloop. Arcane Studios' next game. Of course, I'm a tremendous fan of Dishonored. Did you ever really get into that games? those games? No, I think you let me borrow it at one point, and then they just sat on my shelf collecting dust. Like most um, games, I let you borrow. Yeah, I, I un- just unloaded all of, like, what, 20 games? Like, all the Lost. You still didn't return Wolfenstein The New Order. Oh, yeah, I do have that. Which you've had for like two years and you haven't played it yet. <laughs> yeah, I played the, like, I want to say I played like an hour of it. I like stormed the beach or whatever, but like these dogs came out of nowhere and it's like I screamed and then I put it down. It's a shame, dude. Those games are so good. And speaking of great games, Dishonored games are equally great. Yes. And Deathloop seems to take the pacing of the Dishonored games and they just put their foot on the accelerator and uh, really amp things up. Yeah, I I wasn't really intrigued by the first couple trailers from this. I think we've seen maybe two at this point. Um, but the gameplay in this new one looks amazing. It's yeah. it's very chaotic. Um, I don't know if you're going to be able to control rats and like have them eat people like in Dishonored. But you definitely have a bunch of abilities. Um, the blinking, I think, is the one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. It looks awesome. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, no, and definitely the song that was playing in that trailer complemented the kind of almost noir James Bond it feel. It did look very James Bond, and even like, they were the going transitions. For. Yeah, no, it looks great. And uh, I don't know if we have a release date attached to this one. I don't think so. I meant to no. look that up, and I actually have the wiki up May 21st. May 21st, we can expect Deathloop, and I think it's coming exclusively to PlayStation 5, temporarily, and maybe PC, and then I assume later on, because of the Bethesda purchase by Microsoft, it'll come to Xbox as well. So, uh, really great stuff, and then the multiplayer component... Yeah, it sounds very Dark Souls-esque. You can actually invade invade other people's games. Yeah, that'll be a ton of fun. That'll be very interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to picking that up. I think Returnal is definitely one I'll wait on. But I could see myself making room in my budget for Deathloop Day 1. Yeah, I think so too. I'll, I'll probably do... Day we have a lot well. going on though. I mean, we've got... Monster Hunter. Pokemon Snap, April 30th, which we'll get to here shortly. We've got Returnal coming in May. We've got Deathloop coming in May. Ratchet and Clank coming in June. Is it June? Yeah. Ooh. And then, of course, uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits is coming in August. So. And then you have 
the new Pokemon coming late 21. Yeah. It's going to be a full year. A yeah. very expensive year. <laughs> Resident Evil is also May. Yeah, I'd probably wait on Deathloop, actually, because Resident Evil 8 will be a day one, assuming that game does not get delayed. But Yeah, speaking of, we need to finish the number seven. Resident Evil 7, yeah. yeah. We'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. But, uh, Ryan, they, the end of the state of play was something I think we were all kind of, at least for me personally, I held off playing it even though I played through the first four or five chapters uh last year we got final fantasy 7 remake beautiful beautiful game and uh really enjoyed my time with it but i thought you know what not that it didn't already run brilliantly but i figured with the number of playstation 5 games getting these or playstation 4 games getting ps5 enhancements let me just wait it's inevitable that they're going to bring an enhancement to final fantasy 7 remake one of their most popular exclusive titles last year Lo and behold, they end the PlayStation State of Play with an extended Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer showing all of the graphical upgrades and enhancements, texture upgrades, uh, prioritization on 4K, 60 frames per second. They're adding photo mode. I mean, they went all out with the Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS5, uh, I guess, enhancement or whatever. And then also to bridge the gap between remake part one and remake part two or whatever they're going to name it they have this dlc of sorts called intergrade yeah i was really confused by the like cat outfit that the character entered in by yeah yuffie i think she was wearing a moogle is that what that is outfit yeah okay you need to i'd probably know if i uh, talking about not being cultured (laughs) in the way of you know good things well moogles were in um what kingdom hearts Mm -hmm, of course but yeah no i mean I wasn't super hyped because I never played it, um, and I was kind of confused by the Moogle outfit, I guess. Um, it, it is weird that the DLC is only for PlayStation 5. There's like a subtext. You have to upgrade to the PS5 version to get the DLC. Mm. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake is also coming. It's March's PlayStation Plus game. Okay. So you can get it for free on PlayStation 4 uh, or PlayStation 5, but what you can't do is also upgrade for free to get the PS5 enhancement and integrate. Integrate will be a separate purchase is my understanding. But for someone like myself who bought it on PS4, I'm going to get those PS5 enhancements for free on June 10th when everything goes live. Oh. But I will still need to buy integrate separately. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely have to download that then if it's free. But Blink and I were talking offline that... I mean, I kind of want that physical edition copy of a Final Fantasy VII remake. You got the white text at the top. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just perfectly mm. complements, you know, the fogginess of Midgar on the front cover. Yeah. So we'll see what I happens. I still have to get the uh, Ghost physical copy. Oh, as Ghost well. of Tsushima. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that was definitely a very impressive way to wrap up the trailer or wrap up the state of play with Final Fantasy VII remake enhancement. Intergrade, I don't think anyone anticipated to happen, no. so that's really good stuff. And photo mode. My gosh, people. Who wouldn't want to take pictures while walking through Midgard? It looks so good. So good. Did you think there was a huge difference between the two? I, I know there was side scroll and stuff and putting it side by side. but it was, Some I mean, of them were really obvious, you know, especially with the textures of certain environments yeah. that looked, you know, much, much better. I think some of the lighting was pretty similar. Yeah, but then there were other kind of screenshots that they were showing that I didn't see it. But also keeping in mind that I was watching it through Pete Doerr's stream on not a 4K monitor. So I watched a couple other reaction videos and one of the first comments was, yeah, I'm going to need to pull this up on my 4K TV because (laughs) I'm not seeing the the, the differences, which I'm sure they're very apparent and evident if you watch um, on a better monitor and you watch the trailer itself as opposed to watching someone else stream it. Yeah, I guess they did watch it through a stream, so... So yeah, I'm sure it looks much, much better, and I'm definitely looking forward to putting the brakes on Final Fantasy VII Remake until that, that update goes live, and that'll definitely be the uh, the definitive way to play that game. Yeah. So, yeah, I was pretty happy overall with the state of play. Yeah, um, I mean, you go it, into these things, similar with the Nintendo Direct last week, everyone goes in with these lofty expectations, and you have to temper those. Yeah. And I think I did, uh, and I was pleasantly surprised with what we got. Yeah, I think the streamer I was listening to, he said that the summer is where they do all the the big releases. Did so you watch we'll, Young Yi? Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Um, so we'll, we'll probably get another one in the summer, and we'll probably get Horizon gameplay, which is what we care about. But. Yeah, I mean, there's rumors. Again, rumors be rumors. They're saying that uh, 
Like God of War Ragnarok is there's no way that's coming out this year. Yeah, I see them punting that for sure. And I really would I, I really anticipate Horizon Forbidden West getting delayed until probably spring of next year, which yeah. would make sense because then <clears throat> excuse me, um Ragnarok seems like a fitting late 2022 game or summer 2022 game. Because you yeah. want to space something as big as Horizon to a next God of War, even if it is going to be a shorter experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to see. I'm hoping they still show some type of gameplay saying, even if it's the, hey, we're delaying this, but here's where we're at and here's some of the gameplay. Um, but yeah. I think there'll be some big things in the summer. Yeah. I'm still hoping for some news about Elden Ring. Well, um, there's more rumors in our Discord. You know, I think Nintai was talking about it and uh, more news like March. In, in March. Yeah. You know, so who really knows what's I, going I think on? we've been saying that since last March, though. So. Yeah. I, I mean, don't I, I don't have a whole lot of faith. Like, until that game is actually in my hands as a physical copy, I'm actually... Even then, you're like, is there a, really a disc inside? I'm hesitant <laughs> to believe that game even exists yet, so... Uh, yeah, that's fair. So so we'll see. But overall, solid state of play in my eyes. Now, this next thing, Ryan, that we're going to talk about, in my eyes, was more than just solid. Yes, this was amazing. I uh, I was really happy. I had a, three <laughs> monitors up. I had two for work, and then I had my personal laptop off to the left, and I did not pay attention much in that meeting because I, I was <laughs> I was like I'm glad David's ranting about whatever he's ranting because I just I'm like all right turn down the volume turn up Pokemon <laughs> make sure I'm muted on Teams like well I had a because this aired uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time yes and I had a 10:30 meeting so I'm like okay let's just punt this to 11 no yeah. harm no foul and because I didn't know if it was going to go over, you know, I really didn't know how long yeah. this, you know, showcase was going to be just celebrating 25 years of Pokemon. I loved the opening video going through all the generations. It was really cool. I mean, for me, because I had this meeting that I, like, on the mm-hmm. horizon, I'm like, all right, let's get through this book, movie, anime, game, book, movie, anime, game. Yeah. They keep going through that over and over again. But. I completely agree with you. What a nostalgic trip that was to go back and see the early stages of the games on the Game Boy Color, walking through the original anime, the first Pokemon movie with Mewtwo and and Mew, and then everything that came after that. It was just really pretty trippy and wild to see where Pokemon has come from. Like, it's humble beginnings into where it is now. Yeah, it's come a long way. I mean, like you were saying earlier with your first console being game boy it's i mean it's I, I was so happy i mean i i love pokemon so really I, I, <laughs> maybe just a little i don't know yeah so yeah no i was happy there were three announcements i'm not like pokemon snap was the first one mm-hmm. the gameplay looks fun i'm not gonna get it really yeah i don't know like thinking of games would i find it fun to have a photo mode like just taking pictures of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I could play that for 60 hours of like, let's snap pictures. Well, I don't think that's the intent. I think Pokemon Snap is one of those kind of like animal, like this to me is my 2021 Animal Crossing game where okay. spring has sprung. It's one of those things where I can kick back on an evening night or even just a weekend afternoon day and pop it in, play for an hour or two. Take yeah. some fun pictures. I'm not. I'm, I assume there's some type of adventure mode or some kind of Pokédex that you know sticker book that you're trying to complete type of thing. Yeah. Among many other mini games potentially, uh, this isn't something that you're going to binge for ten to twelve hours a day. This is something that you pop in and play for an hour or two now and again. You enjoy the Pokémon mu- music and themes. You get nostalgic for seeing your wild Pokémon you know, wandering these different environments, you snap some photos of them, maybe you share them online, you get a bunch of likes, and uh, you call it a day. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably just borrow it from you. Um, It looks like there's, like, four stars for each one of the Pokemon that you see in the wild, Mm -hmm. depending on, like, the emote. Um, But I don't know. I'll borrow it once you give your review of it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, Uh no, I'm, I'm excited to get it because I... I never really owned the original copy on the N64 growing up. It was always one of those things that I would play at Blockbuster or I had a few friends growing up. And 
It was kind of like I was always watching it from afar. I'm sure we all have those games growing up where you would go to a friend's house, but your parents never bought it for you. You never had the money to get it yourself, but it was always a game that you cherished the few minutes you had at a friend's house, either watching or playing it. Yeah. Pokemon Snap was always that for me. And so for me, getting it on this, and I have the N64 cart now, but getting it on the Switch is kind of like... Uh, 20 odd years later, I think it came out in like 99 or something like that, the original game. Uh, it's kind of come full circle. I can buy the copy for myself, and I'm sure Lauren and I are going to enjoy it quite a bit. Okay. Especially for her love of photography. Yeah. I think it's just kind of <clears throat> makes sense to get a game like that. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a fun spring game. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you were, you're happy. Well, that's nice. uh, your happiness is all I care about. That's all that matters. How to me. thoughtful of you! Yeah. Wow, what a good guy! You're you just are. the center of my world, <laughs> <laughs> not me. You. Oh, wow, what a guy! Um, the next one, I think we can both collectively agree. Ryan looks yeah. pretty damn cool, and I like how that the kind of the announcement for this. We had just seen them go from the first Pokemon game all the way to the most recent, and they kind of rewound that trailer back. Um, to show Diamond and Pearl. Yes, remakes. that was really cool because everyone, I watched a number of reacts after this, or after I saw it live. Um, well, actually, no, Pete wasn't streaming it. I was just watching the YouTube video and we were chatting about it in Discord as it was taking place. And uh, as the clock was going backwards, I'm like, it's either going to be Heart Gold Soul Silver, yeah, or Let's Go Gold and Silver Let's Go, or it's going to be 2007 when Diamond and Pearl came out. And I'm glad. Diamond and Pearl is the remakes that they're doing right now because for me personally, I've told this story a number of times on the podcast. I'm not going to get into it this time, but Platinum was one of the first games that I bought for my DS Lite okay. and it came out at a time where I was in desperate need of a world to get away from or get away to yeah. because the reality I was in and found myself in was one of the most trialsome times in my entire life and still is to this day and I have the fondest of memories playing Pokemon Platinum and trying to complete that Pokedex and exploring the Sinnoh region endlessly because that was my escape. And I love that they're not doing the graphics in the style of Pokemon Sword and Shield because I know I'm you and so I happy. weren't super fond of the environments because the character models and the world and the scaling just seemed a little off. I love that they're kind of keeping the bird's eye view but changing it in a way that it still feels fresh with these chibi style characters. No, I love it. I mean, the complaint with, I think, Sun and Moon, X and Y, and then Sword and Shield is the height of your character. Um, they didn't really scale up the world big enough that the routes feel, they feel corridor-ish right mm -hmm. now. Um, so keeping the little shrunk, smushed character, um, the Link's Awakening is probably what they're going off of it kind of has that style to it yeah but it looks amazing i'm i never played these games i mean i have a million giratinas palkias and dialgas on my ruby version but like playing through the story i'm so excited to i heard this one's actually pretty hard too hmm i don't know if you remember did you play diamond and pearl no never really yeah so this is gonna be my first time playing through it oh my gosh all right well who's your starter gonna be I don't know. I like the uh, the water one, the little penguin. Piplup? Yeah. Um, there's the monkey guy, right? Chimchar's my boy. Um, and then you have the tortoise. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll probably go penguin. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. We'll but, battle it out. Yeah, I was thinking because sword and shield, it was just easy. Um, Sun and moon just wasn't fun, but I... The games have gotten really easy, so I'm probably going to Nuzlocke my first playthrough. What was interesting, I was watching Pete, uh, his eBay stream last night. We talk about Pete Dorr quite a bit on the show. Pete is our god. Pretty rightfully so, you know? But uh, he was talking about the announcement, and people were asking his opinions and thoughts, and he was excited. But he was hoping that they would create a Nuzlocke-enabled feature in the game. That would be really cool. Because, yeah. you know, right, you have experience share that... Sometimes you can turn it off, sometimes you can't, but I think taking that a step further and enabling a Nuzlocke would be really Like neat. making Nuzlocke official, or like different game modes you can switch, like normal, Nuzlocke, or, yeah. Even if they just said classic <clears throat> mode versus present day mode or whatever, you know, if, if they had a classic mode that would at least take it back to the roots of Pokemon Red, Blue, Green, and Yellow, 
where there was there was no experience share. You had to swap in Pokemon. I mean, everyone knows you had a Magic Carp level five. You need to get that guy up to level twenty to get a Gyarados. Yeah, he's the first one that's going. You're throwing out every swap battle. And then- Throw in your starter. Swap out, yeah. you know, your Charmeleon to take care of business. Everyone remembers that back then. Yeah. But the kids nowadays, many they have it easy. Many of whom had Diamond and Pearl as their first generation, which I think is why it's so awesome that this is being remade. Yeah. Um, to kind of I'm sure it was just a nostalgia overload for a lot of those kids growing up that are now teenagers and adults. Uh, but I also imagine that there's gonna be an experience share feature. In this yeah, game. and I'm hoping it's the item similar to like silver version where you put on one Pokemon and then you have to you can only train one at a time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those were hard days. Those Magikarp training. He was really shitty. <laughs> well, and I remember it fondly because yeah. we had all the time in the world. Yeah, you catch him on the route like below the uh, the ghost area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lavender Town. Lavender Town. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Um, I'm happy with the style. I mean, the area that looked like a mining with the, all the coal and the looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, very 3D. Yeah, I'm so excited. Me too, man. I mean, obviously, Platinum was the one I remember most fondly. That's the one I played of the Sinnoh region. But Diamond and Pearl, uh, basically virtually the same game. You yeah. know? And uh, I'll probably get Pearl because, you know, had a glossy purplish tint to the colors so you know i gotta get that purple uh represented and sounds like you're gonna get brilliant diamond that just describes my personality (laughs) (laughs) diamond in the rough yeah um yeah i if we're gonna complete the pokedex you'll eventually have to complete the pokedex i'll get diamond you get pearl and uh we'll get that shiny charm Absolutely, and I think we can expect this late 2021, so hopefully this doesn't roll over into next year. Man, I just, I need a, a Pokemon game to play in the fall. Yeah, I need, I think this is the first Pokemon game in a while that I've been excited about. Um, for the last f- maybe three generations, I haven't really cared. Yeah, um, I mean, I think the last one I really, really sunk my teeth into and loved was Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, you me know, too. On, on the 3DS. Uh, Pokemon X, I actually loved. I mean, I the scaling stuff didn't really bother me in that game because I was in college. I didn't have the time to. You know, that was when the, I think Experience Share was first introduced. So, I I love personally yeah. X. It was one of my favorite Pokemon games. I love how they brought in this ridiculous wild story about the Pokemon War, and then there was this giant dude. Did they who, make the Pokemon War? Who used official? to be a Pokemon? Because um, what they had the giant who used to be like a king or something like that. Do you remember that? There was like a giant. I don't know. We're going to royally screw up Pokemon lore for Pokemon I, X. I was also thinking about it. Why does no main character have a father? Like, it's just your mom, right? I, no, I guess the third generation, your dad was a gym leader. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of like Disney, where like all the parents are dead for every character. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why that's like a stereotype uh, plot choice for those types of things. But yeah. let's get off that subject matter and let's talk about... <laughs> The one thing that I did not anticipate, honestly, after the nostalgia trip that they took us on, going through the history of Pokemon, dating back to its original roots, showing us Pokemon Snap, getting into the Diamond and Pearl remakes, I thought, wow, that's a solid direct, maybe drop information about a new anime or whatever, you know, Ash becomes, Yeah, I don't even know. I was expecting more DLC for Sword and Shield, maybe. Something um, like that, yeah. you know, and they, they did talk about, you know, some Dynamax events or whatever the heck's going on with that. Uh, not much that I care about. And then there's like the the mobile games. They had some stuff about that. Pokemon Cafe, I believe. But then they had said, oh, wait a second. We're taking things in a new direction. Yep. This is where you can expect the future of Pokemon to go. And I thought, oh, OK. I, I didn't know if they're going to release like Generation 9 first trailer, um, but... Yeah, I didn't know where they're going with this one. Well, then you see this almost storybook. It seems like it's this ancient Japan. There's all these kind of graphics that are being drawn. It draws a few Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And this is going back to like ancient Japan roots of Pokemon storytelling. And they're going into the Sinnoh region, the same region of the Diamond and Pearl games. But this is meant to, in their words, be a pre-make. Kind of like setting the stage for the Sinnoh region and its its very origins. And it kind of looked like Breath of the Wild Pokemon. Yeah. Um, 
I'm somewhat optimistic for this. I'm excited with the concept. I coming out of Sword and Shield with those open areas, I wasn't really optimistic. There's a lot of pop in, really shitty frame rate. Um, and you can see some of the frame rate of like the little floating. Oh my guy gosh, dude, was it was bad. so bad. He was just fucking glitching around. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, I don't know if they have to beef up the switch, well, but like right now, the current hardware can't handle it. Well, and that's my thought. So there, I think we're kind of on the cusp of a next generation switch, yeah. whatever that ends up being. I think the start of next year, Nintendo is kind of shaping up to have almost their next generation of games and their next lineup of titles. And I think the first of which is going to, they're going to kickstart it with Splatoon 3. Yeah. Not that I don't think that game can run on a base Switch, but it'll probably run better on a Switch Pro or whatever that ends up becoming. Then you have this Pokemon Legends Arceus, which again, we saw some of those Pokemon. The frame rate was absolutely terrible. Yeah. I don't know how this game works on a current um switch because make it the first pokemon on ps5 game freak aren't known for you know pushing the limits for any of their consoles like you're not looking at the pokemon games and saying wow in the same way you would with something like breath of the wild or super mario odyssey yeah um i don't know it'll be interesting to see what they're able to pull together um i don't think this one because the problem with Sword and Shield was it was dict- the timeline was dictated by the anime release. Mm-hmm. So if there's no anime tied to this Arceus kind of game, then it gives me hope that they can develop it in their whatever time they need and send it out when it's done. Well, it's my understanding that they're outsourcing the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Yes. So if they're doing that, then I assume Game Freak's all in on developing this Legends game. But I just I still don't know how this Do they game have comes. The talent? Yeah, I don't know how this game comes out on current gen hardware for the Switch. I mean, if if yeah. it does, I think it's gonna run like ass, and then on the Pro, it'll run how it's intended to be. This is kind of like a Shadow of Mordor situation where the Nemesis system was literally broken on PS3 and Xbox 360. Like it just didn't work. Really, whenever you killed someone, and then it went to that overhead view of all the orcs and seeing the hierarchy of the chiefs and the kings and the little um, uh, lowly dudes that you killed, mm-hmm. it was just a black screen and you would just hear grunts of orcs and orcai. <laughs> That's awesome. You literally didn't see it and they never patched it in, so it just didn't work. So oh. it was just, honestly, uh, I don't even know how I ended up beating that game on the Xbox 360 back in the day. Uh, and of course, I later played it on PS4 and it worked as it was supposed to, but I feel like similarly... This game is just not going to run well on a base switch. I could be proven wrong. We've seen pretty much nothing. We've seen a tech demo, if you will. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I mean, looking at the animations for Lucario, I'm the main complaint of, or uh, not the main complaint. Another complaint about Sword and Shield was the lack of animations. I mean, like I think Tail Whip was literally your character without any movement of the actual model, just moving back and forth, which is just bullshit. Um. But Lucario had full animation when he was attacking the other Pokemon. It wasn't it wasn't complete. There were only select characters that or select Pokemon that actually moved. Yeah. So it gives me hope for animations. Mm-hmm. Um, they have all the models from Sword and Shield. They're probably just going to pull those assets over. Um, so they can't use that excuse for having to rebuild everything. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Switch is going to be the limiting factor. But if they're able to pull something out that makes it like Breath of the Wild for Switch... Um, that would be awesome. That's That would be what I imagined like red and blue when I originally played the game to be like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, this is the open world Pokemon game that people have been wanting for years. And I hope that the, you said it's in the Diamond Pearl region. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that there's more than just that house. Like it's more populated than Breath of the Wild. And I like hope there's, there's stuff varied, all around. And there's varied regions, which I assume there is, but we yeah. just saw kind of this giant grassy field I hope the the climate changes where you, depending on where you go on the map. Yeah. You know? Like little towns. Like, they don't have to be cities, obviously, because it's feudal Japan. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it'd be interesting. And then tying in Arceus with that, maybe is this the origin of Pokemon? Because Arceus is the god Pokemon who created all Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So, maybe this is the first appearance of Pokemon. 
be really neat. I mean, I hope they do a little bit more with the lore and story than they do in the previous games, where it's kind of just there as a byproduct. Yeah. Uh, it'd be really interesting if they kind of dig a, a bit deeper into that. Because he doesn't have his own story, I don't think. I think he was in a movie, maybe, but I don't think he has a his own kind of where he fits in. Hmm. Yeah, no, that'd be really good stuff for sure. Uh, one thing that kind of struck me as a little interesting and, and, and weird, dare I say, were the starters. We have Rowlet. Yeah, they're mixed generation. Rowlet, Oshawott, and Cyndaquil. I mean, I love Cyndaquil and, and Ty- Typhlosion from Heart and Gold or silver and gold version. I was getting the, the remake uh, versions mixed up there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know like how I feel about that. That just seems like, I don't know. Yeah. Are those the fan favorite starter Pokemon? I don't, th- I mean the owl guy, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of that game to begin with, but like Cyndaquil is awesome. Oh yeah, for I, sure. I think for alligator, I mean, generation two starters were awesome. Mm-hmm. Across the board. Really fire starters, across the board are awesome i as i was looking at it last night and i think the first five fire starters are some of my favorite okay you have charmander you have cyndaquil torchic from ruby and sapphire yeah chimchar and then Taypig. yeah no, those are all little, strong what a cute little bunch of pokemon starters for the fire yeah it's a weird choice um i don't know I don't know if those are final. Hopefully, the change in the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll see. But yeah, more than anything, I'm glad that we got uh, a look at what we can get in the near term for Pokemon in terms of Snap. A little you can always expect a Pokemon side side game, you know, yeah. with the conquests and stadiums of the world, things like that. Then we get a remake with Diamond and Pearl coming in the fall, yeah. and the future of Pokemon and Legends. I think there's a lot to look forward to. Hopefully, we hear more about Legends here in the next, you know, eight to ten months before. Yeah, the release. It just drops, which I'm sure we will. But uh, overall, I mean, I think this was just a solid Pokemon celebration of 25 years. Definitely a nice gut punch of nostalgia in the beginning, walking us through its entire history. And uh, they pretty much came to the table with things that are interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Kind of across the board. So really good stuff. I am curious what other people think about the Diamond and Pearl remakes. I feel like that was a generation where a lot of people... in to your point missed out on and didn't play at all yeah that and black and white i never played so. yeah black and white were, was just fine were they yeah that actually generation i thought was quite a bit harder okay than even diamond and pearl yeah we'll have to see mm-hmm. I, I would also love besides just the like the nuzlocke thing having hard or like a difficulty scaling mm-hmm. like normal hard pokemon master critical yeah, no. Proud mode? No. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Me Give too. Give me hope. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, this is typically the point in the episode where we would talk about the games that we have been playing recently. But I think we've been talking for an hour and it feels like we've been talking for four. Yeah, it's just, it's rainy out and I don't, I'm drained, you're drained. You're like so many cups of coffee in at this point so. yeah i've had like seven cups of coffee yeah. so, so we're um, gonna keep it short yeah keep it short and sweet you know i didn't play a whole lot this week uh with work being as busy as it was i was actually uh recording some fun stuff earlier in the week too so um we're just busy doing other fun things outside of playing video games i did play some licensed jank on ps3 but I think we punt that to next week because I also started Final Fantasy twelve last night as well. I think I briefly mentioned it earlier in the episode. And I want to make sure that I give Final Fantasy twelve the attention it deserves on this podcast. Yes. And we talk about it. Make some more room for it uh, next week when uh, who knows what we're going to be talking about. Who knows? You just never know. Uh, we don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, but we Lord will, knows. as we uh, talked about earlier in the episode, be kicking off the March Madness bracket where Ryan and I are going to be hitting 64 characters against each other and they're going to fight to the death and Ryan and I D&D style deadliest warrior style yeah be talking about who ends up winning the uh the platinum trophy what do they get if they win we'll have to figure it out okay yeah there should be some sort of trophy yeah we'll figure that maybe out maybe they get olympus like the entire mountain <laughs> <laughs> they get a mountain <laughs> that'll be an award oh yeah. Uh, yeah awesome 
Well, we hope everyone enjoyed the episode. And if you're enjoying the Otaku Brothers podcast, please do Ryan and I the courtesy of going to whatever platform you listen to it on and giving us a little review. Rate us five stars if you'd so like, and maybe write us a small review. Only take a couple minutes. Yeah. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll shout you out here in the episode. If you have anything out there on the interwebs, whether it's a podcast, you stream on Twitch, you have a YouTube channel, whatever it is, we'll be sure to plug you here on the show. And a friend of the show, Logan, he wrote, or he was on the podcast, I think, episode 70-something, Power to the Players. Yeah, I don't know. We had him on, really good guy, and he wrote this review several months ago, but he rated us five stars and said, nerds talking about nerd stuff, and I love it. Short, sweet, and to the point. Thank you so much for the review, Logan, and uh, if you're out there listening, once again, we'd very much appreciate if uh, you hopped over there and gave us a little quick review. Interesting story, though. Oh, what is it? Logan sent me a message after the last episode went out, and he listened to it, and he said, Rusty, that story you told about being at that monster truck rally and you actually got to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin, I was there with my cousin. Really? And we were going nuts trying to get up there to meet him, but you were the one that got called up. That's... How crazy. mind-boggling is that? And I was like, no freaking way. Because I knew we lived relatively close to one another. Yeah. But never my wildest dream is what I imagine a scenario where he, he and I you are in the, in same, the place. same place. We were trying to get on stage to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin. I ended up getting selected to do so. And then years later, Logan stumbles across my YouTube channel. And then he stumbles across the podcast. We have him on as a guest. Really good dude. And then I, I, I recount this ridiculous story of being at a monster truck rally, and he was just in spitting distance of me. Yeah, that's crazy. What a small world. Very small world. So really crazy stuff. Uh, Logan, I hope you don't mind me sharing that. To me, that was just such a what like crazy moment. So uh, really neat that we had the opportunity to cross paths and kind of technically did like yeah. 20 years ago. You stole from him the signature well i kind of feel bad because i was never really into the wwe stuff yeah and it was probably his childhood dream to meet him (laughs) and then i just jump up and scream and then i and i end up getting to meet him but uh wild stuff logan thank you for sharing uh that we were there together that's just again i don't even know what to say just crazy stuff yeah but once again, please give us the courtesy of just hopping over to a platform, reviewing us. We'd very much appreciate it. And uh, we got some really fun stuff coming up. As we said in the beginning of the episode, this Friday, mark your calendars. The 5th, we will be playing Halo 3, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're not in the Discord, click the link and get in there. It's going to be a lot of fun times playing some Halo with the community. And then fast forward a couple weeks, the weekend of my birthday to ring in 28 years of life, we will be watching my favorite movie of all time, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Again, March 20th, it's a Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll have more details about all of that in the Discord, so definitely keep an eye out for that. And then beginning next week, Ryan and I are in the process of wrapping up the Otaku Brothers March Madness bracket, 64 characters going head-to-head from four separate companies. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be really fun times. I'm really looking forward to kind of uh, calling back to the earlier episodes of Otaku Brothers where Ryan and I talked for four hours, and it eventually just came a slap-happy, nonsensical (laughs) mess of an episode. So definitely look forward to all of that. And if you have questions for us, of course, you can do that on the Discord, but you can also send a more lengthy question to us or an audio question at otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We'd very much appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next weekend with more crazy shenanigans. But as we always do, as we end episodes, I turn it back to my co-host, Ryan, do you have any parting words for our listeners? Yeah, just have a good week and uh, get hyped for Deadliest Warrior Games Edition. Absolutely. And Keenan Bridge Spirits, Deathloop, Pokemon, Pokemon. Snap. Uh, there's a whole bunch of good stuff to look forward to these days. Life is good. <laughs> that it is. Enjoy it. Absolutely. <laughs>